friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. Our guest today developed a 501c3 organization aimed at promoting mental health education from a beautiful laid-back space in the oldest building in historic downtown Plano. They're right on top of the railways, and you can hear the train crossing bells go off multiple times throughout this episode. It's not too distracting. It's kind of cool. I liked it a lot. (laughs) There's a lot going on at this place. It's called The Scholar Shop. And we're extremely grateful to make this connection, kind of reconnecting here, because one of the guests today I went to middle school with in a dusty little West Texas town called Abilene, Texas. And we went to high school together, too. And she uh, she reached out to me, told me what she had going on, but she kind of undersold this place. She, she told me it was a bookshop, which is true. But it's also a space for people to come together and engage in, in, in talks about mental health and... Uh, uh, psychology and all of that stuff. And you're going to need to listen to this episode because I'm kind of butchering this. But they also have a coffee shop in the back that I got to experience after we got done recording. And uh, we go into this in the episode too. But apparently there's a lot of like shady shit that goes on with the coffee market. And uh, now you're going to get to learn a little bit about that. Uh, lots of, like I said, there's there's rabbit trails. There's all sorts of things in this episode. So kind of hard to narrow it down in a quick little introduction but we are sincerely grateful for reconnecting with our old uh middle school high school friend and uh making a new one and uh can't wait to see how this whole thing pans out how they grow their their organization and and what's uh what's next in their story it's going to be cool Thank you all for being here, and please give it up for our guest today, Shayla Nicole and Dr. Michael Leach. Let's start the show. So we started in our um, therapy offices and just started the nonprofit and and started the bookstore sort of in one room out of that, out of the therapy office. Mm -hmm. And when I came on board in March Mm -hmm. of last year, um, it was like, I think we could do more. (laughs) I think that this is what everybody kind of needs right now. They Mm -hmm. need a space to be able to come to talk about mental health, let's destigmatize mental health, um, let's bring it to the public. Yeah. And so that is what you see here. We all have probably the most badass space in downtown Plano. Oh, thank you. you got the, this is the corner spot. What's the street here? 15th. 15th. Okay. It's the main so drag. 15th and right on the railway. That's right. right. So and we're also in the oldest historic building in downtown. Really? Yes. Hmm. Used to be a bank. There's some history about uh, robberies and fires and murders. I don't know all kinds of stuff. It's got a salacious past, yep. which we sort of love. Do you know any <laughs> of those stories in detail? No, not really. We're gonna have to dig it up. But one <laughs> that's of the right. That, that's right. One of the things that happened as we've had events, people from the community have come in and said, "We have always wanted to come upstairs. It's never been open really to the public. It's never been a retail space." Yeah. Um, and they've always wanted to just kind of poke their head around, especially yeah. some of the his- historians. Um, so it's been fun to welcome yeah. more of the community into this historic building. Well, that's a good draw. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. So, okay. The uh, 
the organization is that a is that a, a nonprofit? It is a nonprofit. What's mm-hmm. the tax code for that? I hear people say five hundred one c three. Is it a five hundred one c three? It is. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So people yep. can donate to it, and it's a yeah. tax write off. That's right. That's right. What's the website? Um. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole long story. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so we have started something. Maybe let's start from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> great. it's a very good place that's to start. Right. Uh, starting your own university or college is an endeavor. And we have learned why many people have not done that. Yeah, it turns out that's real hard. Yeah. So I should probably not yeah. try to start Who my Who knew? University. Starting no, a whole university was not really hard. <laughs> uh, and we're still uh, trudging that road. Um, is that the right word? I don't even know if that's the right word. It works. Uh, plowing <laughs> the field? I don't know. Uh, so there are all sorts of regulations that we have to comply uh, and w- that we want to comply with um, that's that have to do with state regulation, regulating educational programs. Essentially, the state doesn't want students to be exploited. Sure. Lovely. We, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> full support of that. Um, and so until we get full um, review and approval from the state, they do not want us to be marketing in a certain kind of way to the general public or to students so as um, to protect the public, which mm-hmm. we are in full support of. Yeah. So we've built our website, we've uh, reconstructed the website, we've redesigned it, we've uh, tooled it around, and then eventually, uh, as we continued uh, progressing through becoming an accredited program, freestanding, we've needed, uh, by the state's requirement, to pull back. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a website. Oh, okay. But what we do have is social media. Right. And we can be fulfilling our mission, Mm -hmm. which is to uh, educate in general, the general public about mental health issues. Okay. um, And promote the kind of activities that we're doing, which include the activities that happen here at the scholar shop. So is it currently a, a educational foundation now? I mean, is it, is it complete? Yeah. So we are a 501c3 federally recognized nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is uh, who, whose whose mission is to educate uh, on mental mental health uh, and to educate the general public, including uh, other professionals. Mm-hmm. And so we are continuing to do that. So when I think of like a uh, educational uh, establishment, usually you go there to get certified or obtain some type of uh, advanced education. That's right. Do do you guys provide something like that, or is that kind of outside of your scope yeah no great question and this is some of getting in some of the weeds for those uh that are in academia they may nerd out a little bit but um because we do yeah that's right because we do that's (laughs) That's what we're here for so getting certifications are typically not something that's regulated by the state Mm -hmm. in terms of getting a bachelor's right or a master's or a doctorate certificates are sort of in the field of the marketplace Okay. In, in business. Yeah. So really any organization, professionally organized or otherwise, mm-hmm. can um, form and offer educational experiences, organize it in a way that uh, results in, in a certificate. Right. So that is something that we can do and that we're about to start doing in January. Okay. Uh, and that we already sort of do through... Um, the Christian Association of Psychological Studies. Okay. We offer CEs um, to those mental health professionals already, those so that they can get their continuing education hours for their bo- their licensing board, mm-hmm. you know, requirements. Um, so we do that. 
at least twice a month. Yep. Um, and, where, and that's already going on. And so. that, that results in a certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, not all certificates are created equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some certificates are a result of three hours of education. Mm-hmm. Some certificates are a result of th- three years of training. That's right. right. Uh, and, and that's all sort of regulated <clears throat> by the marketplace, if you will. So our very quiet co-host over here I was waiting. I've, and you, <laughs> you're really going to have to concentrate in. on where you put that microphone, but <laughs> I'll stop being mean about the microphone. <laughs> Fine. But the CE, <clears throat> the hours, it's continuing education. So, so what you do and how that might apply to what you've got going on. But if, okay, so I'm a counselor in an edu- in schools. Okay. Uh, yes. uh, an intermediate. But for us, we have continuing education hours, but do y'all... I guess, could that go towards anyone in the school setting or is it just simply outside of the school? It's the mental health side, just those type of CE hours. Yeah. So every board for every profession makes Mm -hmm. up their own rules. Right. And then of course that differs across states. We think the kind of education that we um, have been offering in partnership with CAPS, the Christian Association for Psychological Mm -hmm. Studies, were um, connected in that I'm the head of the local chapter now. Okay. Um, we The kind of uh, continuing education that we're offering certainly meets the requirements across uh, LCSWs or social work, mm-hmm. uh, professional counseling. So LPCs? LPCs, that's okay. right. Or licensed psychologists. LMFTs. LPs. LMFTs as well, marriage and family therapists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so depending on which board you're speaking of and which requirements, we think it's probably general enough. Okay. Um, and it's certainly being presented by folks that are experts in their field. They've either achieved the highest levels of education, i.e. doctoral degrees. Um, I think every presenter we've ever had does have a doctorate. Yep. yep. So the, I guess the sessions that y'all that y'all offer is it uh, what do they pertain to is it different things is it broad or is it specific across the board Uh how does that work for you how do y'all choose yeah great question yeah it's different it has been different sort of every time Mm -hmm. um of what the topic you know what the discussion is what the topic is of that you know particular ce Mm -hmm. um but I think um, moving into 2022, we are looking at sort of doing some series and some okay. seminars um, so that it may be, you know, two or three on the same topic. Um, and then you can get your CE credits at the end of each one if you can only attend one. Or if you attend all three, then that would be sort of the certificate at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and maybe even double downing on it. We are rev- very interested in being responsive to our community. Mm-hmm. That's right. So we are open to suggestions, feedback, requests, um, and through our network of relationships and history of being in the field, um, we're able to draw in folks um, to present on topics that the community wants. That's right. We try to stay abreast of you know the situations that are going on um, within the sort of local Plano area mm-hmm. and also the bigger, mm-hmm. larger DFW area and then mm-hmm. state level and, and nationally as well, um, sort of what the focus of studies are at the time right. and try to um, be flexible enough and, and, and adjust um, to offer the most up-to-date, current, um, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, since you said that y'all don't have a website, do you get that pushed out for people to know about it through social media or is it word of mouth? How would, if 
say someone with an LPC wants to come in, yep. how are we going to find out about your classes? Yeah, yeah so definitely we do, because this is through CAPS, the mm-hmm. Christian Association of Psychological Studies, um, we have an email listserv that goes out to all of those members first okay. um, because they sort of have you know, dibs right. <laughs> on, on attendance. That's right. That's right. So definitely you can join the local yeah. um, chapter of, of CAPS and be added to that listserv. Um, if that's not something that you would want to do, then we do put them out on social medias, um, LinkedIn, um, and then any, you know, people that we are in community with, they, they sort of reach out to us to say, hey, here's what we want. Here's what we want to see. What are you guys doing? And so it is uh, some word of mouth as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, that's and awesome. that's social media through CAPS, mm-hmm. the local DFW CAPS uh, social media. That's through TIP, mm-hmm. through the Scholar Shop. Uh, all that information is going to get out through all those resources. Okay. Well, now you've got another avenue for putting out your message. Yes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Anytime we have somebody on the show, I, Absolutely. I ask them, please tag me or send me a link or something. Wonderful. More than happy to put you guys out on our social media. Oh, appreciate And it's that. growing. It's It's not like I'm... <laughs> the, the city It'll get to of Dallas 15 people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe Rogan. Do you, do you listen to Joe Rogan? I, do. I, I listen only because I do not ever want to be that out of touch with what's happening. <laughs> um, I just, so I, I really listen. appreciate his guest and I think he has a pretty awesome interview style. Mm. Um, I, I don't think that me and him would probably ever hang out, but mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's got an incredible show. Sure. I mean, I would hang out with anybody once. Uh, absolutely. Just to yeah, see. Yeah, give it a shot. Like, just to sure. see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if he wanted to come on the show, you would not say no. Well, That's right. I don't know. I don't know. I've got some pretty interesting guests. We'll have, have him there. sit down with Dr. Leach, and they'll do like a therapy session mm. on your show. Listen, I've got this all worked out for you. That would be great. <laughs> I would do that for free, too. See? Would you? I would. See? <laughs> so speaking of your expertise, can you tell us kind of what you do? Sure. And uh, it, it certainly is reflected in uh, the Texas Institute of Professional Psychology and thus also the Scholar Shop. Uh, oh, you can move that thing back okay. and forth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't want to cough right in everybody's ear. And no, yeah, th- these things, and guys, I can trim out anything. So okay. just make sure you're totally comfortable. I don't want anybody oh my to. God, you're going to trim this out too? Oh, dude. Oh, that's Great. listen. Everybody sit up yeah. I saw a video of myself yesterday, and I told Morgan, I'm like, I got to go on a diet. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. Time. Yeah. Holidays <laughs> Yeah. Thanksgiving's uh, going to be rough. And then, you know. I just found Just wear the stretchy media. pants. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Just put on the joggers and call it a day. <laughs> a, um, you know your different age brackets and the different kinds of exercises you should be doing. Right. And I was in an age bracket <laughs> that was hard to acknowledge. You weren't happy with it. I was not happy with it, nor was I happy with the things I had to do. Because <laughs> like, it was also, so hard. I can't do that. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's too much. Those are the worst reality checks. Oh we were driving gosh. here, and there was a comedian talking about like if you're anywhere near forty, if you're going out tonight, you, you had have a, to nap. Take a nap. <laughs> and I took a nap before oh, we came sorry. here. Oh Two o'clock this afternoon. I was like, I better lay down for a little bit because we've got a long night. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I did but the same thing. Even when he now. takes a nap, though, he's he could lay down at again at 11. He's like, I'm done. It, well, yeah. I like sleep. Yeah. We just have to start early. As you get older, you just wake up earlier and yes. your day starts and then you're ready to be done by the time crazies get outside and want right. to go party. Right. Yeah, but I've always been like that. Even whenever we were in... And by the way, we know each other from Abilene High. Yes. Mm. I, and Man Middle School. Oh, oh my God. 
It goes back even further than I thought. I remember now. I had like these really vague memories of middle school Andrew showing up to school in his pajama pants every day. And I was like, I wonder just for nostalgia's sake if he's going to show up in pajama pants. Did that really happen? <laughs> I think so. I don't remember that. Hey, maybe, man, were they you were being comfy then? Uh, I don't even yeah, remember having pajama pants. But like, <laughs> like some sort of SpongeBob situation or something. <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> yeah, them days was rough. I was telling Morgan, I was like, I know her. I recognize her. I just can't remember what all, where our connections are. Who, what group were you hanging out with in high school? I mean, I think what I were, hung out with all the groups. I, you know, did the cheerleading who thing. Who were our friends that we like? Um, I mean, it's a fairly small school, so we all went to the same get-togethers. Yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> you, you knew everybody just from yeah. like, hey, I know them. Yeah. Which is so much like how Facebook sort of like... Hey, I do know these people. Right. It's like those are my but Facebook then, friends. That's right. But these are my real yeah. friends. That's right. That's right. That's so right. yeah, who knows? Well, at any rate, I'm glad you made the connection, and it's it's cool to kind of see the direction that everybody took. Sometimes it's not cool to see the direction some people some took. Some people took. That's right. But you know, but it, I'm I'm great. We wish it's them great well. to see you here and doing this, and it's I don't know. I was really excited to come up here today. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Oh, I just yeah. thought, well, I'm just gonna see because I think we're doing some pretty cool mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's another way, another avenue to get your information out. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, and this, I think, will be episode, like, 52 or something. I mean, it's still growing. This is a brand new thing. I've been doing it for about a year and a half, but I'm still trying to figure out which direction it's going to go, but we've just been sitting down with awesome people and having good conversations. Yeah, which is, like, the best. Good cocktails every once in a while. Thank you. Cheers. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best. It's, like, just meet as many people and get as many stories as you can. I love Uh being, like, a a curator of stories, just to sit down with folks and just... Hey, where you been? What you been doing? How are you? <laughs> but you see what I'm saying though. Like this is the most probably intimate way to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Totally like, you're not losing a syllable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I wanted before we get too far from it. Did you have a question? You look like you're. About I was to say just something. gonna get back to what he does. I want to know more. Oh. Did I off? I did. I did. Didn't I? I, I derailed oh, okay. that. Wait, it's okay. You can cut that out. <laughs> no, that was the best part so far. Absolutely. It's so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh my gosh. No, it is. It is. (laughs) The one thing about Michael and I is that we are totally tangential. So we will start saying something and then. Rabbit. Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then circle back and be like, okay, what we were talking about 45 minutes ago. Yeah, that's how these conversations are. Squirrel moments. Yeah, that's that's right. right. Usually involves a TikTok somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? I am in private practice. I started a nonprofit counseling center called Richland Oaks Counseling Center. Okay. Our sort of tagline is making meaningful mental health more accessible mm-hmm. and where the Texas Institute of Professional Psychology is a nice extension is that we're working with other universities or other organizations, educational organizations to make higher education highly accessible. Okay. So my, uh, I'm a bit of a therapist therapist. Mm-hmm. So most of my patients are other therapists. Um, I catch them often in graduate school um, or in their licensing time. Um, And my training is in, uh, I I went to a conservative Christian university, Mm -hmm. uh, so lots of Jesus, and also an analytically oriented doctoral program, so lots of Freud. So Jesus and Freud having a dialogue dangerous combination it's a wonderful conversation <laughs> uh and rich and uh so that's sort of the camp that i'm in 
and why people tend to come see me. Okay. Is they're looking for uh, depth psychology. Um, they've basically got a, a general understanding of uh, everyday issues and how to manage those, but they're starting to grapple with maybe some of the deeper things that are often transgenerational, that are mysterious, that are hard to put words to. Uh, and so TIP is a reflection of that. So we have a contemporary Freudian relational psychoanalysis that anchors um, tech, uh, that anchors TIP as well as is reflected in our CAPS CEs. Uh, and then the kind of Christian theology is rather ecumenical. That's a big word. It is. Uh, ecumenical. <laughs> I love the word. Let me uh, leave it to the PhD. <laughs> is sort of a... This is why he has me to be like, come down. <laughs> it, it, I'm going to need you to come down. Yeah. <laughs> come we down a couple interested notches. in dialogue. Ecumenical is not interested in converting anyone to believe what you believe, but is more interested in sharing the perspectives and then seeing how that might even change us without necessarily becoming each other. We need more of that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's our kind of our theological anchor. And then multicultural psychology uh, is another part of my training. And the way we describe it is an intersectional multicultural psychology so that we're not looking at just these silos of um, concepts like gender or sex or sexual orientation or race and ethnicity, ethnicity or age or ability and disability, but looking at how these things truly vortex into one person, one body at one time. The whole onion. That's right. All, all <laughs> That's these right. layers. Yes. Right. So those three traditions inform what I do clinically. Okay. Most of my patients are coming because they're grappling with these sort of um, three things. Um, the, For example, they may be um, African-American, gay, and Christian and trying to figure out um, who they are, who they want to be, uh, and what it means to be themselves. Uh, or, uh, yeah. Uh, how all of that coexists. Yes. Yeah. And, and grappling with uh, really deep things. Uh, intergen intergenerational secrets or things that have been hard to name. Okay. Uh, so you've got the, uh, the educational aspect of it through your... Uh, University, mm -hmm. you've got the store here mm -hmm. where you all do all sorts of stuff. All yes. sorts, of stuff. and so do you also have a practice for all of your clients? Is that what you call them, clients? Yeah, I, I call them patients only so much as patients in its uh, linguistic origins means the person who's bearing suffering or bearing pain, mm -hmm. whereas client is someone who is transactional. That's right. Yeah, kind of like at the bank. Yeah, yeah, very impersonal. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> so. And, and I think patience describes who I work with better yeah. than a client. Uh, so, yes, I, I work at my counseling center that I founded, the Richland Oaks Counseling Center, um, and where Richland Oaks and TIP sort of intervene, but Richland Oaks is just one of many other counseling centers um, through our relationships across the years. Students that come to TIP will be able to uh, make uh, 
have access to these yeah, many make use of yeah make use of these many different counseling centers uh, but really most of the students that are going to come to tip will already be in practice somewhere mm-hmm. they're lpcs they're mfts they're lcsws so they're master's level therapists that have been working in the field working in school systems right. uh, and they've been tasked often with uh, grappling with really complex life situations of their patients or their clients or their students. Uh, and they're finding themselves sort of um, reaching the limits of their training. Um, their training did not necessarily um, prepare them to deal with intergenerational trauma, personality, psycho- psychosis, um, the intersections of addictions and other mental illnesses. Yeah, uh, what we found in in relationship with LPCs is what I always use as an example, but also LMFTs mm-hmm. and LCSWs, um, is that these master's level clinicians, and I have been, my background is in psychiatric nursing. I've been a psychiatric nurse for the past almost 15 years oh, wow. um, <laughs> through COVID and then came mm-hmm. came to work with Michael um, but but during that time working in executive leadership and management was that I was having all of these clinicians come in my office in tears mm-hmm. because they're dealing with this really really high acuity mm-hmm. of patients mm-hmm. and their master's level although it did teach them um, didn't necessarily maybe teach them enough yeah it didn't give um, them the experience yeah so there's to the, the acuity level is really high and then they're, they're reaching sort of their ceiling as a master's level clinician. And so there's this huge kind of disparity in between the acuity level of the patients that they're seeing and what they've been prepared for. And so what TIP wants to come in and do is just continue with their, you know, use their master's level um, education and their experiences mm-hmm. as a clinician and, and keep them going um, to the next level so that we can bridge that gap. Awesome. You said psychiatric nursing is... Is that what you said? Yeah. Now, what what do you? How does that work? Like, what? Did, did, I, I just imagine a nurse that it is office at a hospital helping people take care of psychiatric yeah, issues. Yeah. So I. Well, how it works on a daily basis is <coughs> this one time I burned myself right. and I needed some ointment, and so she had it in her purse. And yeah, I was just prepared. Like I'm just prepared for the things. And then other times I've needed some ibuprofen and that's how it works now yeah that's how it works because now. I attend to his psychiatric needs <laughs> is this your friend or your CVS pharmacist uh, exactly mom. all of that is mom? included in the job description it's the title of mom <laughs> but in all seriousness is that kind of what you've been doing for 15 years yeah mm-hmm. it is yeah I went to nursing school and through the course of nursing school I just thought I do not care about anybody's pneumonia like I mean sorry but like yeah. I don't. It was life. just the same thing day in and day out. And mm-hmm. it was just like passing meds and wiping heinies and like, I'm not here for it. Yeah. Um, but what I did really love was um, being on the psych floor wow. because it was something different. Yeah. Every, every day, day <laughs> every minute yeah, of every day, day can look some, like something totally new and I really loved that I also have a heart um, for people who suffer with mental health disorders um, I think so much there there's so much shame and stigma around these folks and they really just need somebody to listen to them yeah. most of the time they just need somebody to sit down and really take the time 
and like as if you had your headphones on while they're talking to you I'm only listening to yep. you and you have me for five minutes yep. yeah. that's really what they need um, and so I got into behavioral health and substance use disorder um, straight out of nursing school a little little bitty baby nurse did you start off in Abilene? I did, yeah. Serenity at, Foundation. Okay. Is that part of the Hendrix Network? Uh, I don't think it technically is. Yeah. I think that's a different 501c3, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I I just loved it. And then we moved to Austin. I started working at a um, substance use disorder clinic there. Um, that was a larger corporation. We moved to Dallas, so my husband could finish his master's degree. He's an LPC. And... Um, the company that I was working for in Austin happened to have a DFW facility. Oh, perfect. And so I I started working there and didn't leave until started working with Michael. Mm-hmm. And so now you're here. Yeah, now I'm here full time. Yeah. I love Plano except for I, I could only live here if I never had to drive through what we just went through. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it bad? Oh, yeah. it's awful. Ugh. 75 is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you just learn to avoid it. We were on 183 183 over to 70 We hit 75 Yeah we hit 12 And then at some point We were on 75 For just a minute Just just to get to 15th street So That's nuts But I did live up here For a couple of years And it was bad then It's worse now Mm -hmm. Yeah It's just growing and growing You just learn to avoid it And learn like Well I might as well Just wait another 30 minutes Because either I'm going to be here Or I'm just going to be Stuck in my car And and be frustrated Because I was I was working in Fort Worth And living in Plano Uh Like a psychopath That's a haul Yeah Yeah. I used to live in McKinney And worked in downtown LA You're crazy like me and I also worked in McKinney and worked in Arlington. Damn. Yeah. You yeah. were in your car a lot. I, I lived in McKinney I and worked in Ulysses. I called it my LA commute. I'm from LA. It was normal. Eight years. Yeah. Oh, you're used to the heavy yes. traffic, no. fast eight years, pace. What? No more. I lived in McKinney and worked in Ulysses. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah, it was brutal. Now, the only one up I've got on you guys is I was doing this commute on a motorcycle. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, thank you. And, and you win. We, we were coming you up win. here, you and win. Morgan was like, you used to do this on a bike? Oh, my gosh. Through the rain? Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not it worth it. Yeah. Not no, thank you. Nope. Yeah, but those gas prices. I mean. Still. <laughs> I was so excited today on the way here. I got to pay two ninety nine a gallon, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, hot dog. I thought I had like, hit the jackpot, and yeah. I was like, this is so sad. <laughs> Sub $3 gas. It's my birthday. Right. We were coming back from lunch, and she's like, mm, I should fill up again. I'm like, what? Because she's got the most fuel-efficient vehicle on the road. You might have heard of a Jeep, Jeep Wrangler. Yes. <laughs> so green. But we filled up on a Wednesday, and now it's Saturday. And I'm like, what do you mean it you need to fill tank. up again? I know. We went I places. I don't know. She, she works three <laughs> minutes up the street from okay, the no, house. Okay, now six. Six. Okay, get if, it right. If you're driving like a grandma, I guess. That's no, if you hit the light. If you hit the light, okay. The one light. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and a couple stop signs. But I told her, I was like, we need to get you a motorcycle. Oh, <laughs> gosh. No. I'll drive a scooter yes. or you can get me a trike because I'm not. Yeah, those little mopeds are really cute. Yeah. That would be fun. But I'm talking about getting just a, like, you know, eco-friendly. Yeah. 50 miles to the gallon, little shoe for a car. That's I what had, that's what we need. I had a hybrid, and uh, my friends would, my colleagues would call it my Flintstone car because mm-hmm. it, it was so light, probably real low to the ground. My and husband I would, had like, a Fiat. Put on the gas. <laughs> and <laughs> my husband had a Fiat for several years, I and that. I used to call him his play school car because it, you know, <laughs> I like I really just wanted to paint the top of it yellow because <laughs> it was red already. Right. So I was like, it really it's is. It just looks is. like a play school car. Oh my god, that's hilarious. 
<laughs> you, know that. you need to. I mean, and yeah, saving the environment is important, but I mean, you're going to go broke driving a Jeep Wrangler. If yeah. especially. But it's so much fun. Yeah, it's pretty. It's cute. I saw it. Oh. Did yeah. you see us yeah, come by? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, I think that was him. <laughs> yeah. We were like, where do we park? Oh, but we I'm found sure. a pretty sweet little spot down Good. the street. So not too bad of a walk. This is really cool. I'm at the third time I brought up the location, but y'all have got all of this like strip and then i know if you take a right at the light there's more going that way right. yep. it's just that it, this whole thing but it it wasn't like this until yeah. recently yeah, like downtown six plano, seven eight years ago yeah mm-hmm. downtown plano is definitely going through a rejuvenation rejuvenization yeah. process mm-hmm. nailed it and thanks <laughs> and um there's lots of fun things going on downtown yeah. every weekend we've since we've been here, we've only been open like maybe four months yeah. and we've been a part of some really fun festivals mm-hmm. and, you know, they've got the dance contests or whatever, yeah, break dancing right thing yes. going our, on our right now. Our listeners might be able to hear this. Right. You said this is a break dance competition? Yeah, I think something. so. Yeah. yeah, it's very fun. Nobody break dances anymore. I mean, they, oh, it's sorry. just hip hop. Sorry. Oh. I'm old apparently. Well, Wait a minute. So hip hop is its own thing. We well, hip hop is more like inclusive. Okay, of but nobody's breakdancing anymore. Not That's like it antiquated. used to be. Like right. it used to be. Like oh my god, we're breakdancing. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just hip hop. It's just part of it. Yeah, it's just if part of it. If you're doing the hip hop, you're you're doing a little bit of breakdancing, w- but not only used break- to call breakdancing. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Lee. Breaking Boogaloo. For I used to watch that. Explaining. I, I can't. Keeping us in the know. I can't keep up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure breakdancing came to Abilene when it came to Los Angeles. I don't think breakdancing ever hit Abilene. <laughs> okay. That's right. Ever. Never. It could just whoosh, so yeah, flash in the pan right and we, by, weren't, yeah. we weren't in the sauce. <laughs> um, I ran into, we were at uh, a get together with the family the other night and one of the, Chase is like, what, 18? Yeah, he's 18. He comes walking into the... Uh, I, I didn't oh, notice this shoes? until we left. We were at main event. We're walking uh, out of main event, uh, uh, and I look down. Everybody's talking. I'm looking at this kid's shoes, and I go, where the hell did you get those shoes? And I didn't say this to be mean. I was like, did you get those at Goodwill? Just thinking that those have been out of style for so long. Yeah. The only way yeah. he found these... There's no right. way. Right. He yeah. borrowed them from his dad, or he found them at Goodwill, <laughs> That's right? right? That's right. So, and, and immediately yeah. I realized how much of an ass comment that is. Like, <laughs> I, I felt like, like oh, such sorry. a dick. But... <laughs> I really, I was like, where could he have possibly yeah. found those shoes? They're selling them again. Those what all white the- Nikes. Oh, like, yeah. In in the 80s, they were really popular. Literally. My dad had a pair. Yeah, they're all white. Literally, the check I is was white, everything. Dropping off my daughter at school yesterday and, or, yeah, it was yesterday. And the cheerleaders are lined up because it's like Friday, whatever. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them had a pair of those white Nikes yes. on. And I was like, I thought maybe it was a part of their uniform. <laughs> no, no, because there choice. was a couple of girls that had on something yeah. different. And I was like, no, like this is the thing again. Isn't that wild? Like, yeah, I'm, so crazy. In, in, in such a strange thing that it would, like, that is the thing that brings you all the way back where you're like, <gasps> what, what is yeah. going on with your feet? <laughs> What are those? Those were ugly when we wore them. <laughs> Take them off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so maybe I'll just keep calling it break dance and it'll yeah, circle back. There you go. Yeah. It'll come back around. Right. It'll come back around. That's right. <laughs> I have an Abilene question. Oh, boy. Oh. 
Lord. Rumor has it you don't really have like a sewer system or like a drainage yeah, system. Yeah, there's no drainage system okay, in a, Abilene. A drainage system. Okay, so yeah. a drainage system. I mean, we do have sewers. Sewer. I mean, when we flush our toilet, it goes, it goes somewhere. somewhere. Okay, that goes somewhere. <laughs> Quite possibly Fort Phantom But Lake. a drainage, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but like a flooding drainage system. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't there's not th- one. Well, and so there's a, a big, big park. And on the main drag through Abilene, what is that? Th- I know that we call it the loop, but... It's the road that runs north and south from I-20. Right. And uh, anyway, there's a park right as you're coming into town on the left-hand side if you're coming from I-20 going south. And that park is almost always underwater. Yeah. It is just a huge floodplain. And uh, no, Mm. you know what? There are some drainage culverts because me and the boys. Uh, There's some what? (laughs) Drainage culverts. Okay. That's a new word I've never heard of. It's a hole. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Right. A drainage culvert? Yeah. Like I have is been that not No, that's called? right. It's okay. right. Okay. I'm not questioning. I've never heard these terms he, before. I keep telling him. <laughs> he thinks he's in he's been you've been in Texas for seventeen years. Yeah, almost twenty years. And he still acts like, oh my gosh, all of this is new. And I'm like, listen, hunty, I'm going to have to take you out to Abilene where we're really in the sticks and yeah, you would not know so how to live true. life. So <laughs> you would true. be, talk about a culture okay, shock. Pecan or pecan? Oh my God, pecan. <laughs> <laughs> so over you pecans. <laughs> pecans is what you keep under the bed. That's what we always say. <laughs> oh God. Pecans is what you put in the pot. Right. We have plumbing in Abilene. That's right. Okay. When you, you flush plumbing. your toilet, it okay, goes, goes somewhere. somewhere. But to answer your question, there a was a flood. Culver. A drainage culvert. Culvert. Yeah, yeah I think Now you right. got me questioning my own right. myself. You're right. <laughs> Clap it out. Uh, 2000, we had a really bad flood. I think it was 2000. Mm-hmm. 2001, maybe. It sounds anyway, right. Well, it's about every 10 years it, or so it, that yeah, the floods it, roll back. It bad. did happen yeah. not too long ago, but there was a really bad one that destroyed like a quarter oh, of the town. Jeez. And to your point, there's just not very good drainage there. Why would you ask that? <laughs> because I just can't believe it. <laughs> what? That it's actually possible. Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, coming from Los Angeles, there's no such thing as rain. So got to have. What's that? We don't yeah. have it. Like, oh, that? We don't have the need for it. There's seriously none. I mean, it happens, but it's a yeah. miracle. and Yeah. And then it just sucks up. Sucks the, up. That's yeah. why it's a problem, though. Places that don't get rain, the soil can't absorb it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's just nowhere for it to go. Right. Well, so yeah. you've got to have those drainage culverts. See? You just need to dig um, some big holes. Midland, Odessa. Have you ever spent a... Never. It's Mars. Don't ever go there. <laughs> it's called it the there. armpit. Those are also two different cities, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But yeah. we called that the armpit of Texas. I just yeah. realized that some of your listeners may be from those places. They know how bad it is. And they we're live not there. saying... <laughs> I just don't you want have, live there. Yeah, you have lots of pride <laughs> for yeah, where yeah. you come from. Well, I, people <laughs> live there, though. It's They're doing it for work. It's not... Yeah, that's right. Let's go live in Midland or Odessa. Nobody's there for the scenery. I mean, it is a... It is a hard-working community. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, working the land. I could never oil. Live there. They're oil people. Yeah, yeah nobody's oil. farming there. I don't think. I don't think there's anything to farm. Maybe you could like nothing grows. Grow cotton with enough chemicals. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but out there, they've got massive drainage systems, mm. and I mean, it, so I grew up until probably ten or eleven in Midland, and we used to hang out in those drainage ditches. 
Because there's never any rain. There's never any rain. Oh, so you could just, yeah. That's, just that's where the kids place. went the down to do their center. mischievous <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Take your BB gun and see what you find. I found a gun one time. See? And, oh and we God. went to find my friend because oh his dad was a cop. And we, oh you know, you got to come down here because there's a pistol. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Okay, kids, where is it? It's a pellet gun. <laughs> but it was our big thing. Yeah. Found well, it yeah, the, it's a big deal whenever you're a kid. Yeah. I think it would be a big deal for me now if I found out. I, I would be like, it's a gun. Absolutely. <laughs> I had a snake in my house. When was this? Oh, my gosh. How yeah. did it get ago. in? Friday. Thank also. you. Also. <laughs> <laughs> own story. I also don't know. We don't know. <laughs> but it was, it was near the garage. So I'm assuming it came through the garage. I told him, like, it's a shame you're going to have to move. (laughs) It's a shame you had to burn your house down. That's right. It was very disturbing. How did you get this snake out? That's also what somebody (laughs) asked. I found... I I found um, a package. Yeah, like a cardboard package. Mm -hmm. And I sort of opened it and scooted it and the snake went in. But it didn't go all the way in, oh. so it was sort of like <laughs> hanging. I'm like, Hang I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out, and I'm trying I to get out. And I just, I ran. I You're ran a brave fast. man. Yeah, no. Well, my ten year old found it. No, oh, no. So I had to. You had no choice but to be. Yeah, brave. that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no choice. Well, or or you didn't want the ten year old stealing your thunder. Right? Also, first of all, <laughs> there is no stealing this thunder. And if someone was going to steal the thunder, it would be him. It would be me. <laughs> oh, also you too. No, my ten-year-old is quite thunder-taking. That's funny. that's crazy. So, did you? What did you do with the snake after you put it fearlessly? In yes, you put it back around your house where it already got in. No, well, I. Yep, yeah, you did. I, did. <laughs> I come from a long line of organic. No, that's environmentalists. That's probably what you should have done. Yeah. Um, I don't know totally if I would have been able to get it in the box. Done. I would have found some yeah. way to. Nah, no, I don't know. I don't know it. how I would have reacted to that because, like, I've got a very firm rule. Like, I mean, if I'm outside and there's a bug and it's in my path, I'll go around it. Yes, I value life on Absolutely. all levels. But once it crosses that threshold yeah, into, into the my home. domain, yep. it's game over. Yeah, <laughs> game over. Now I will. I'll this scoop up rule. bugs. By yeah. the way, I like it. Yeah, it's, it's the way I mean, I live you'll my scoop life. up bugs in the yeah, house I'll and take them out. Yeah, if, oh, if I can. Yes, but if, but it if bites, a snake my. came into the house, nope, 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 it' gonna nope. die. I, I think. Scooping <laughs> up anything, it was and nothing, only what, just squishing like whatever it is. If it's in the house, sorry. But my yeah. head's gonna process that. And it's gonna be a you know seven foot long anaconda from yeah, that terrible J Lo movie. Yeah, it's like this thing. Yeah. How do you kill a snake? I didn't. That was my issue. You usually cut it. Yeah, you cut its head off. You chop its. But like with what? Okay. A gardening hoe. So I, <laughs> first of all, don't call me that. Second of all, do you garden? Yes. Oh no, I do garden, and I am proud of being a hoe. I don't even <laughs> felt a little shamed. You should come to our Q and A later. I'm loving this. <laughs> um, oh, I have a snake killing story. That's not. Oh. That's not great. I. Like it's I said great. I love. I love all yes. the little creatures. All, yep. Right. I, I'd have been perfect assistant for Noah on the Ark. I could have taken care of all yes the, all the animals. Um, there was a snake. I tried to chop its head off. Turns out they're made out of rubber. I was like, <laughs> I was like twelve, and I'm like, I'm gonna be the hero. I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna protect the family. Yes, because it wasn't it wasn't in the house, but it was large enough that it needed to be taken care of. 
outside of the house. Yes. So I got the hoe, Uh the gardening hoe. I didn't mean to indicate. I know. It's so (laughs) sexist. And then I came in. Why did he point (laughs) (laughs) She had brought up the gardening hoe, which is why I indicated that Shayla would know what I was talking about. Anyway, Shayla knows all about the hoes. (laughs) And then there I was. Do they garden, (laughs) house, industrial? I go to chopping this thing with the hoe, and that's whenever I found out, one, I'm not as strong as I thought I was, two, snakes are made out of rubber. So I don't know what the proper way is to dispatch a slithery snake, but it's it's harder than it looks on TV whenever, you know... Gotta Aunt do May it gets out there fast and, and hard. Unless yeah. you're my mom and you I just bet, take your oh. gun and at the oh, hips dang. and literally she can shoot and make it. Your mother can shoot. Literally my mom, really yes, I love it. the shoot most badass woman you've ever met in your life. I was just gonna say I love a woman with a gun. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't even have to like aim with her. You know, like lined up. She just, she just got it. And she, it's been more than twice. once. I love She's it. done this from the hip That's awesome. with a 22. Well, and then I have to kind of tell him myself. So we were out in the yard. My parents live in the country. Um, and there was a snake. And my mom tells me, go get the sharpshooter. <laughs> She's talking about a gardening type of shovel. Okay. Like, no, she's not. I thought that. I'm sorry. I got it confused. I thought she was talking about sharpshooter, like something pokey. One yes. of the, what, what is that stick that has like the three little, like you would. Pitchfork. Pitchfork. That's what I had in my mind as a sharpshooter. So I go and I go get the, um, the sharpshooter. Oh and she's gosh. like, Morgan, what is this? I'm like, what you were wanting? And she's like, no, Morgan, the gun. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So I go in the house and it's like a BB gun pellet type thing and right is that what that is it a gun or a yeah. pellet gun well pellet gun. shoot bullets or plastic or sharpshooter whatever sharp that shooter. is Insert. did it go bang or yeah. poof bang okay it's good yeah okay yeah no it was up above in the cabinet anyways so she asked me to go get that and it i didn't only do it one time i did it twice because then the second time i went and got one of the little gardening um tools that had a pokey part at the end a point and <laughs> She was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Go get the gun is finally what she said in the third try. You yes. can ask her. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I brought it out. And again, just boom. Just. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. And then I she used it. the shovel that I brought her and <laughs> cut its head See, off. You're like, I knew sure it. it was I knew dead. you needed that. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, half right. Why didn't you just say, go get the gun? She was like, Morgan, I thought you knew what that meant. Uh, no. Obviously not. No. Did not. I totally did it not. It wasn't part of the curriculum at school. Nope. Mm-mm. So we can Sharp label shooter. this segment of the podcast "How to Kill a Snake." That's all right. Mm-hmm. This will be the bonus footage yeah. of. <laughs> it all gets lumped in together. Um, but we've uh, we've had psychotherapists from Austin on. By the way, I lived down in Austin for about nine months. Yeah, not great. Didn't work for me. Anyway, came back. Oh, not came back people. to Fort Worth. Um, but I did meet some cool people, and Andrew yeah. and Jana are psychotherapists, uh, running a practice out of Bee Cave, which is just west. Yeah, I lived right outside of Bee Cave. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool little area have you been down there lately not like we haven't been in how many years probably five or six oh, okay. years it's you been a while i don't yeah. think you'd recognize it there's so much new construction mm-hmm. down there the housing industry right there specifically okay cheapest house is half a million dollars gosh that's ridiculous and i mean it's just it, it's, they're gorgeous it's insane. i'm sure that whole area and it's all the further the west country, you go so yeah you can't you mm-hmm. can't really go wrong but like that's crazy unbelievable yeah <laughs> no you can't so people are putting their houses up and within you know the first 
12 hours that it's on the market, mm-hmm. they've got multiple offers above, yeah, above the asking value. Price yeah. Way above. I'm not talking yeah. five, six, ten thousand dollars like they can't like build that's houses. Nothing. Five, six, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, like no, well, I no mean, biggie. that's chump change. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like seriously, in say like Fort Worth, if somebody offered you ten thousand above asking, man, that that'd be a done deal. Yeah. In Austin, people might go. Or yeah, right. the Bee Cave, yeah. that west area. Yeah. They might go, you know, I think we'll wait and see what else we get. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. No, we haven't been back in That's years. Nuts. Yeah. It's beautiful out there. I really do like it. And I, in fairness to Austin, it was pandemic. I wasn't going oh, anywhere. Goodness. I was just oh, yeah. working and coming home. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. So, a drag. But the, the uh, psychotherapist uh, thing, that that's always an interesting conversation because mm. that's something that uh, people are in short supply of mm-hmm. is right. mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Especially that's what we lately. always say is everybody has mental health. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just what flavor yeah. is yours. <laughs> well, some people's flavor has gone bad. And that's right. Some help it's spoiled. It's expired. <laughs> or they got all the Skittles. That's right. <laughs> they have all of them or none of them. Exactly. It just depends. It just mm-hmm. depends on what flavor you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that COVID... Um, during the pandemic when people were going to work coming home doing a bunch of nothing Mm -hmm. that it did come to the forefront of everybody's you know minds to think like oh i'm not doing well yeah Yeah. um and so you know when maybe even i've not been doing well for quite a while Yeah, and i didn't know that yeah i didn't know but now i'm aware because i'm i'm with me you're out of that repetition yeah i can't be with all the distractions right i can't do the shopping i can't do the you know, errands and the chit chat by the yeah, water the, work. Yeah, the mm-hmm. soccer games and the all the things mm-hmm. to distract. I'm still here with me and I'm not well and I haven't been for a long time. Yeah. Um gotta sit there and just kinda own where you're at. That's right. Divorce rate, I'm sure, went through the roof. Yeah, alcoholism. And, yeah, alcoholism was definitely <laughs> sure. and, and drug addiction Substance definitely um, skyrocketed during that time and, and still sort of yep. has yet to mm-hmm. level out. Even before we heard that statistic about people like there was there was like an overwhelming number of people that were going into the hospital just for like organ failure, liver failure, mm-hmm. whatever, from intense alcoholism. We were driving down the street one day and we were, this was like week two maybe week four, somewhere in there, like fairly early on. And we just noticed like all of our neighbors, just giant bags of cans yeah. and yeah, bottles. Yeah, yeah. The recycling bags. Like yeah. nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. well, it's either that or they were throwing out their, you know, they were remodeling. And oh, that they too. Were yeah. Yeah, getting out your fridge. Yes, yeah. all the things. And you could tell that they were definitely staying at home. And at some more. point that stopped. But there at the very beginning, mm-hmm. people were getting shit done around the house. Yeah. I remember maybe like the third week we saw a lady like in full clean house garb like she had the the yellow uh gloves, gloves and knee pads and her hair was pulled back into the kung fu i'm gonna clean my house mm-hmm. stance and i mean she was in the full thing and she came out of that house like she'd been in there for a year like, like a war <laughs> <laughs> i just we saw that we started laughing yeah. there's yeah. all sorts of no little things term like we'll that. survive <laughs> but at some point yeah. all of that activity stopped and i think that's when it kind of got dark well like, yeah because it's lovely ran out of stuff to it's great even in hindsight now to think like oh my gosh i could stay at home for three weeks i cannot imagine how much stuff i could actually get done but then (laughs) when the three weeks is done and you're like okay but i can't get up again and go clean out another closet Mm -hmm. or 
whatever the chore list of the day was like I can't do it anymore you can't you can't wake up every day and just do yeah, chores and I'm remodel and right. you know like rubbing. eventually you're just like okay but I'm I'm stuck with me mm-hmm. no matter how many chores I do I still am stuck with me yeah the reality of mm-hmm. it yeah so I think that you know sort of on the other side you know hopefully fingers crossed on the other mm-hmm. side of COVID right now that was sort of why the intentionality of you know, bringing the scholar shop out of the therapy office and making a whole store, mm-hmm. not not just because Tip needed a classroom space and we wanted to do CEs and we could have done that in our therapy offices. Yep. We could have made that work, um, but it was such a a need for the community to have somewhere to go yeah. mm-hmm. um, to say, "Hey." I've been thinking about going to therapy for a little while and I don't know where to start. And so that's something that we offer to the Mm -hmm. community. We have books. Yeah. We have books that our therapists recommended. So these are the books your therapist wants you to be reading. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a safe place where people can come and hang out, have a coffee, use the co-working space with the fiber optic internet, sit in the, you know, lovely ambiance and be in fun, cool downtown Plano. Yeah. But it's okay to be you here. Yeah. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. And like, just destigmatize, you know, the mental health part of it. It's extremely comfortable. Like, y'all have got a very, very chill setup here. Thank you. And I didn't even ask you about that, but there's another entry in here for, like, a coffee shop area. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, in the back, and um, we have a little small cafe. There are a couple of coffee shops in downtown Plano that are lovely. They're wonderful. We are friends with these people. So (laughs) when we... Yeah, that's right. We still go there. We like going there. Um... So we didn't want to distract or detract from their business. We are not a coffee shop. That's not what we do. Uh, But we are a bookstore. We are a co-working space. Um, And we have a little cafe in the back that has a couple of different coffee campaigns. Um, We were really intentional about what coffees that we offer um, because the coffee industry, um, it just has brutal violence. um, And it's just really... Yeah, coffee is probably the most colonized yeah. product in the world. So uh, it originates in Africa, okay, but it's consumed, owned, regulated by non-Africans. What about the Folgers Colombian guy? Yeah. That's right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so a great example uh, is Nescafe, which is highly European. Okay, so uh, lots of French influences. Kenya, Kenya will grow some of the best coffee in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. They will sell it to Nescafe uh, for about a, a penny. On the farmer dollar. will sell it right. for a penny for a pound. One cent. Still, to this day. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is the current. Holy yeah. shit. So we're talking about modern slavery. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Which, and then yeah. Nescafe will produce it and sell it <coughs> back to them in the form of instant coffee. So what Kenyans drink is instant coffee. Yeah. They don't drink... When they grow and roast the delicious, world, beautiful, the, yeah. rich, robust coffee beans. It's... Anyway, all of that yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. there are, I mean, so many of these stories in, in different cultures because coffee has grown all over the world. That's right. Um, but... So, we were very intentional about what coffees we serve and mm-hmm. offer um, because of these kind of things yes. and wanting to not um, sort of feed into the 
yeah. you know, systems. Um, so we do have one coffee campaign that is African coffee. It's called Boon Buna. Okay. And it comes from Seattle. We work directly with Boon Buna. And they work directly with the farmers in Africa. So the, the farmers... African-American owned. That's right. So that's roasted, owned, corporate, office structure is African-Americans, also African immigrants. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, working so directly up, I mean, with the farmers in Africa, Africa to make sure that they are getting their needs met, that everything is fair trade fair trade, and ethically sourced. Okay. Um, so that, that coffee campaign is Boon Boon, and we, we say that's making coffee black again. <laughs> Um, because we're cute and funny <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's so perfect. Yeah. Um, and then the other coffee campaign we have is Fiend. It's Vietnamese-style coffee. Okay. And there's a whole robust story about Fiend as well. Um, but we work directly with Vietnamese-American. He actually lives in Waco. And um, his is uncle... Waco? Oh, I thought it was Austin. Same thing. Yeah. It's all east of Somewhere. Los Angeles. Somewhere down okay, there. Um, the other side of Texas. I think it's Waco, but maybe I am wrong. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, South on 35. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Look for Fiend, P-H-I-N. Um, he, his uncle actually lives in Vietnam and is the farmer. Um, and so that one is singularly sourced. Wow. It goes straight to him. That's comes crazy. right to us. Yeah. So And we make it in a traditional Vietnamese way mm-hmm. um, using the Fiend. And so we, I can do the whole like coffee service for people. It's very fun. It's very um, unique. Unique. Um, it's an experience slow. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not the Starbucks. Hurry, hurry, hurry! I gotta go. It's much more like I'm gonna sit and be here until and watch it. Brew. Watch my coffee brew and yeah. and read a book and cool. do some meditation and uh, that kind I, of stuff. I'm glad we talked about this because I had no idea. I mean, I I had heard the statistic that there is more slavery right now in 2021 mm-hmm. than there's ever been in yeah. mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's different industries worldwide that kind of coffee hold, hold the market. And I didn't yes. know coffee though. Yes. Yes. Coffee and chocolate. So, I mean, it's no surprise that in this country where caffeine is our legal craft. Mass mm-hmm. consumed, yeah. That, that I wouldn't know that because who's going to tell that story or who's going to allow that story to be told? That's right. That's yeah. incredible. So, Again, we're just everything within the store is very intentional. Um, all of it comes from our experiences with mental health, whether that be our patients or ourselves or our loved ones. Um, so everything, literally, anything that you could look at That's is awesome. very intentional. Well, it's it's no surprise that I was having trouble putting this business or this the shop into a box because you've got so much going on here but the, this is a really cool space like y'all, y'all created yeah. something where people can come and and maybe just hang out or if they want to that they can learn that's right mm-hmm. or just be around people that have some knowledge or yeah get a cup of coffee that's right mm-hmm. that have a awesome. cup of coffee have a chat train go by I'm obsessed with trains yeah. by the way <laughs> <laughs> have a chit chat I haven't even l- heard the train go Wait, by it's one gone time. by one time Mm-hmm. Oh, no, oh. It goes by like a thousand times. Yeah, well, I've heard usually. it. I've only heard yeah, I've heard it once, it once so That's far. But you're right. It's like every 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? It should be. Or yeah. 15 minutes yeah, one every, way. So it should be probably twice Yeah, I think that. it's every like 10 minutes it comes by yeah. either one way or the other. I think I've really just learned to tune it out yeah, though. When we too. first moved into this space, it really got on my nerves. And I was yeah. like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. And mm-hmm. now it's just it's the sounds noise. of the well, town. Yeah, It's light rail. So it it's actually pretty quiet. Yeah. But y'all are in such a sweet ass spot. I love it here. Thank it's you. great. Yeah. Thank you. So um, 
do y'all ever uh, utilize the the light rail to go downtown Dallas or? I, Not lately, but when you my have such son, stories. I yes. know when my son was two, he's mm-hmm. seven now, about to be eight. Um, but he was little two, I think, and um, he loved trains was obsessed with trains and so like on a Saturday when we had nothing to do we would just get on the dart and ride down to Deep Ellum and then get on the next train coming back and just come back like wouldn't stop wouldn't do anything wouldn't go anywhere didn't get a lunch or anything he just wanted to ride the train and it was such like a family eight dollar day and he was like the happiest kid on the planet yeah Yeah. (laughs) so no we haven't done that in a long time sadly Mm -hmm. (laughs) trains are getting pretty cool in this area like they've Mm -hmm. they've been putting stations along the way to fort worth and you can get to a lot more now than you could five years ago that's yeah, right no absolutely so which i have not taken advantage of i just know this as a conversation well, see on a home. saturday now you have to hop on the train and just see where it takes you yeah no i'd love to we should, well, i've been talking about it for years right downtown fort worth there's two places that you can get on the train that i'm aware of there's mm-hmm. that main yeah, station true. and then there's one right there i don't know what to call it but it's it's right off of 30 there yeah because it's by the main post office yeah, the old post office okay. downtown Fort Worth, and I mean, there's no way that you would know it was there unless you were looking for it mm-hmm. because it's yeah, you'd buried have to know under some is. buildings. It's really cool. That is cool. But I'd, I've I've been wanting to hop on that thing and just go. We need Let's to make do that one weekend. Okay. No plans. We just jump on the train and see where we go. Go do it. No, make a plan to go to the train. Just make okay. a plan. Yeah. The, the train. <laughs> get on the train. And just and then, somewhere. And then. As long whatever. as it doesn't end up in like Midland, Texas, we're good. Yeah. No, I think we're gonna be fine. <laughs> okay. We'll be fine. Um, well, okay. Social media links. Where can people find your organization, the shop? Yeah. So, um, the scholar shop you can find on Facebook. It's at tip T I P P scholar S C H O L A R shop S H O P. And on, let's see, tip, mm-hmm. um, it's T X Institute psych. And that's on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. Okay. Do you have personal social medias you want people to hit up to see what you guys are up to individually uh i mean i'm so i do the social medias for the work the workings that we're doing um so my my personal social media is really boring um but people (laughs) can totally log on and see what i'm doing it's um shayla and i no shayla nicole on facebook oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) i don't use my last name on social medias because of the type of work that we do yeah. confidentiality is of utmost importance yep. so yeah. it's Shayla Nicole on Facebook or Instagram very cool okay if anybody's interested in uh, the Texas Institute of Professional Psychology tip they can email me directly mm-hmm. leach that's my last name without the money l-e-a-c-h dot tip t-i-p-p at gmail dot com awesome they can email me directly and I can I will probably be emailing you eventually at some given point yeah (laughs) please so I yeah I had a question about that so I know somebody that's like deep into getting their LPC yeah Mm -hmm. apparently this is very troubled waters it's difficult to figure out what the next step is it's so true it's so So true and it's different anywhere you go he's talking about myself (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yes it's It's been a process because when you're in school they don't say okay 
after you graduate, do this right. is the next step. That's right. Right. They're like, you're right. okay, and then you're going to go get your, you know, your certification. You're going to take your test, and then That's you can right. start working on your clinical okay, hours. Bye. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Where do what I does go? that mean? Yeah. Yes. yeah. What yeah. do I do? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Part yeah. of that is because the accrediting bodies are not keeping the universities responsible right. for what for happens post graduate. Yes. Right. yes. Once and you graduated, you're done. You're done. You're done. That's your money, right? That's right. And then it's up to them. Like, So I'm yes. in the process right now of waiting to be approved to take my test. Oh, uh, yes. It's maddening. And I'm like, but wait a minute. So, but if they don't approve me, they can come back and say, oh, you're missing hours or That's right. in areas. I'm like, but why don't they give you a list exactly? And No, you're right. You're right. And what you would maddening. have to keep up with that and they're never gonna. Yeah, but then they're going to come back and tell you, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're missing That's this right. area. You need to go yes. back and take more classes than that. Oh, yeah. okay. Is, is that going to be enough, though? Yeah, if yeah. I take one class, is that enough, That's or do right. I need four more? Yeah. I don't know. It's so. probably not going to happen. It's yeah, probably... Uh, Fingers crossed, because I'm, right. I'm waiting. I'm looking at my email when every you get day. to the yeah. point... I mean, uh-huh. it could. No, so right. let's just put this disclaimer <laughs> out there. It could happen. Mm-hmm. But typically, once you get to the point where you're applying to be right. approved to take your test, you're good. Yeah. But they are notoriously... Uh, slow administratively you're not joking they're like oh it could take up to four weeks four to six weeks i'm like "Mm." which is an improvement yeah oh and then when you try to call the boards there's one phone number that's one person might answer and then if you're on a waiting list that's right you might as well you just got to start calling back at 8 a.m every single day day. or email them and get a generic response like but i asked you a specific question it's you're not answering so it's Mm -hmm. it is frustrating so i feel like totally in my opinion it's weeding out the people that don't want it that bad or they take they prolong it that pains my soul it's, I know, but it's that it, or i mean you have yeah. a very busy life you're you're a professional you've got things going on it's difficult to do all this detective work whenever you've got a whole life of stuff going on yes yeah i had to get in yes. touch it's not that you don't care i had to get in, no, in, in right. touch that's, with this that was um, my side yeah is that it's not really about whether or not you care yeah, it's just who to get in contact with. I ended up, a lady that I interviewed um, when I was in my internship, uh, She was she's an LPCS, and she was the one that gave me the website, gave me the link, That's told me right. where to go. That's right. And I'm like, I want to hug you, That's right. and I don't even know you that That's well. That's right. That's right. And I appreciate her so much. That is that. not a... That is not a new story that yeah, I've heard that's, at we all. We hear that over and over at and all. over again. Yeah, I think that was one of the... Though that story Mm -hmm. and so many thousands of others Mm -hmm. that we have heard was such a motivation Mm -hmm. for us to, you know, continue with tip. Yeah. Like this is, this is what everyone needs. This is what the patients need Mm -hmm. is that they need their clinicians to be experienced and and feel confident in, in treating them. Um, But the clinicians need to, they need help too. They need help (laughs) and they, they, and they need to know that it's okay that you don't know. Right. You don't, you're, cause you don't get that in school. You shouldn't be expected to know all the things. And we know that no one is teaching that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Nope. That's Um, just like on the education side in school. They, you take all these classes like to become a teacher and then you get into your class and you look back and you're like, wait, I never I no got classroom management. <laughs> right. I don't know. What do I do with all these kittens? Yes. As That's in right. kids. Yeah. But yeah. what yeah. do you do with them? How do you, how do you get them to do what you want? And right. it's all, you have to learn. It's not taught to yeah. you. Very few schools will give a classroom management right. side. So it, it's all frustrating. Yeah. It's no different <laughs> than in mental health. 
yes. graduate programs. That's, That's right. right. Yes, because mm, I finished my extension part in May, and now just it's November, mm. and I'm just now like, okay, I'm waiting now. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. So next up. Well, yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a short video about that conversation. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and then put some tags in there and try to get out, out to your LPC community. And whenever they look at the video, they're going to want to email you mm-hmm. and the university and get information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. DFW has been a business culture mm-hmm. for far too long. Mm-hmm. It's not been an educational right. culture. Yeah, a training culture. Yeah, I'm training learning culture. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's shifting. Right. And TIP is sort of coming into a particular moment in time. Uh, and I, w- what we hope is to contribute to... Yeah. What we hope is that we're going to be making the big waves. That's right. Where it's been maybe shallow. Yeah. <laughs> well, because this is, this is a, I mean, I know it's personal right. and it's felt, but it's also boring. Like, I'm like, oh God, here comes the same story. Like, we have heard this story because it happens over to everybody. and over and over. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're not alone in it. It's, it's not you. Yeah, no. And I know, I definitely have reached out to people and asked, but no, yes. I, it's, Across it's the board. It's yes. just sort That's of right. how things have been mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And after, I don't know, maybe the third time of hearing a story like that, <laughs> you, yeah. you are, you're like, okay. this is boring. And also, Let's why are we doing stuff yeah. like this? Let's change yeah. it. Yeah. So we're glad that we have people have like you <laughs> that are in it and you're willing to help and give your wisdom to those that aren't where you're at yet. Yeah. So we're thank glad you. to do it. We're <laughs> glad to do it. As we continue to develop, develop with our partners, we should, uh, we have, we're on track to start taking students in January for our okay. doctor, our doctoral program, mm-hmm. our LPC to DPC okay. program. Um, and so once we get kind of going with that, maybe we'll have you guys back. Absolutely. And we'll do, that'd be awesome. We'll do a whole Hey, maybe by then I'll have my the license program. and I can start asking more questions. That's right. <laughs> maybe they'll have some more break. We'll Dancing on the street, right? <laughs> we'll have Dr. Morgan <laughs> hey. by a couple oh years. Gosh. Yeah. All right. Might be breakdancing. Guys, yeah. um, it's been a lot of fun. Thank y'all so much yeah. for oh. talking about I appreciate with us. it yeah, so much. And anything we can do to kind of help y'all get the word out there, we're on the Fort Worth side, but hey, we can be your, your inside man on the. Hey, we can bridge that's that gap. Right. That's, that's right. That's, that what, that's what we're hoping to do is yeah. just bridge the gap. And the train comes right here. That's right. You can just ride the train all the way to me. We're going to have to do that next time. Next time we could come on the train. We got to figure we'll out. We'll do the podcast Don't. on the train. Oh, the connecting we could. spots. We could. <laughs> oh. We can do that. This thing, there's a whole story. I'm not going to get into it right now because we're closing this out. But anyway, that thing, I have a battery pack yes. that hooks up to that. So we can do it. Let's. do it on yeah. the moon. So fun. <laughs> so fun. Y'all are the best. Thank y'all for doing this. Fort Worth Roots. Thank y'all for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. A huge thank you to Shayla Nicole and Dr. Michael Leach for being a part of Fort Worth Roots. Thank you for bringing us out to the Scholar Shop. It is always a sincere, uh, it, it's a lot of gratitude. It's the biggest. It's the best. Whenever people invite me out to their place, when I'm getting contacted by somebody else and saying, hey, we'd like to be on your show, come check out what we're doing. I love that so much. So thank you, Shayla. Thank you, Michael. And I cannot wait to see what else y'all are going to have coming out of the Scholar Shop. Ladies and gentlemen, support these people. It's a 501, what did I call it? 
help me. What did we call it? A 501c3 organization. You can donate to these people and it's a tax write-off. Go check them out. They're on 15th Street in historic downtown Plano inside the oldest building. Why do I... I love that. I love old buildings. Anyhow, that's a weird thing. Probably need to sit down on the couch at the scholar shop and talk about my obsession with old buildings. (laughs) This episode went way over. I try to trim these down to like 40 minutes or less, including the intro and the outro, but I just can't do it with some of these. And, And I... Probably the first 20 minutes of any of these episodes is the, the guest getting comfortable talking to me. And then it just it starts flowing. Sometimes it doesn't work like that, but most of the time it does. And in this episode, it definitely worked out like that. And I could not, I, not a minute of this, I couldn't cut it out. So I tried. But these are really smart, really fun people. The content was great, so I, I couldn't. And not to say anything about previous guests. Sometimes a really awesome guest... I can still find ways to trim it out, but there was just too much information in this one. Couldn't do it. Couldn't trim it out. So anyway, it was long and that's okay. I do notice that some of the shorter episodes, regardless of the content, get a lot more views. And, uh, you know, so if I was after maximum viewership, I would trim these down to 15 minutes a piece, but you know, you just listen to the episode. There's no way to pack that into 15 minutes. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I love this show. I love doing the podcast. I'm meeting amazing people. Shayla and Michael included. You know, I I knew Shayla back in high school, middle school. But God bless. It's been an eternity since then. Shayla, we're old people now. It's a long time ago. So it's like meeting a new person. Anyway, glad we got to reconnect. And uh, all that to say, I just, I love doing the podcasting thing. And I've said this in previous episodes, I would keep this going uh, under any circumstances. I love it. And it's not paid. You don't get money for this. Maybe one day. Maybe one day Spotify will pick us up and give us a big, juicy $100 million contract. But right now, it don't make shit. And that's okay. I love it. <laughs> but if you could find it in your busy schedule, you're here you are, three minutes into the back end of the podcast episode, you are a fan. You're listening to this all the way through. I would love for you to click over to whatever podcast player you're listening to this episode on and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that means to me. Uh, I don't do it for money. I don't do it for fame. I do it pretty much for myself. But it is such such a compliment whenever I get an email from a fan or whenever I see a review online. So... If you would do that for me, just know that it would be extremely well-received, and it would absolutely make my week to see that. This episode uh, came out on time. This one did. But the previous one, the one right before it, I can't remember where we're at. I think this is episode 53, 52 being late, whatever the order is. The last one was late, and uh, it kills me. I hate doing that. We took a trip to Vegas, and I had set it into my mind that I was going to do all the work on the airplane. We took a spirit airline and uh, it, uh, you try to open up the screen and you can't get the screen open far enough to where you can see the screen. So I ended up packing the laptop and the hard drive up and uh, just putting it away thinking, okay, well, I'll just do it in Vegas. I'll do it in Vegas. Didn't work out. No, there's gambling and drinking and shows and just didn't work out. So anyway, all that to say, 
I try to put these out every single Monday without fail. And I did a really good job for months on end getting these out on Monday. This this last one was an exception. So you're getting two this week. You're getting this one and the one that was behind schedule. So um, I hope you can forgive me. You probably don't even care, but it matters to me. I want to make sure that, uh, you know, during the conversations, uh, I wouldn't call it professional. It's just not. It's not a professional format. I try to keep it as laid back as possible. But when it comes to putting out the shows, uh, the the back end stuff, that needs to have some professionalism in it. So that is the goal. And you need to know that. I need you to know that. So uh, that grumbliness in my voice means that I uh, my throat is out of gas so i will see you next week thank y'all so much for listening to this show every single time you listen to even one episode stream it download it whatever it shows up on an interactive map if you are in india germany if you're anywhere in the world i don't think it qualifies if you're off planet off planet results analytics they don't really register yet so if you're on the iss listening right now it's probably showing me houston so if you're like god why didn't he say anything about iss and how we've been listening to the show he never brings that up seems like he would well folks it's probably showing me houston so anyway iss off planet listeners thank you so much for being here somehow i managed to babble even when my voice is going out i love you have a good week and i will see you monday peace Texas has a reputation for being tough on crime, but beneath the surface, in the darkness, is an incredible number of mysteries left undone. There are monsters among us. There are approximately 20,000 unsolved homicides throughout the Lone Star State, cases that have gone cold, waiting for new information or evidence. On Gone Cold Podcast, Texas True Crime, we tell in-depth stories of these unsolved murders and missing persons cases, from the historic and mysterious 1948 disappearance of Denton co-ed Virginia Carpenter, to the unspeakably brutal 2014 slang of Delisa Kelly in Dallas. This was personal. It was personal. Join us weekly as we attempt to keep these terrible and tragic stories alive in hopes the victim's loved ones can one day see justice. You can subscribe to Gone Cold, Texas True Crime, wherever you listen to podcasts.